0: 3d6 down the line. Okay. That is episode 53, episode 53 in the books. 53. Yeah. Nice. 53. Uh, Ted had to uh, disappear. He's got a, he's got a work engagement early in the morning. So he has to dip out and go to bed. Um, yeah. and the rest of us will soon as well, but in the meantime, Luckily story, a uh, great, very fun info, info centric session today, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed a great NPC
1: too.
2: Yeah. Nice yeah. job. Yeah, so and not, not 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 <clears throat> only is he a, a,
1: like a great individual character but just the knowledge that there's this whole band of these guys out wandering around all over Ardenvool just like you know being the watcher, right? Like, just Lord like ranger and shit. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the um once again it's you know it's an, they don't have a set plot here obviously for Ardenvool which I love but I think the general intent was that you would most likely encounter a sunscarred knight in one of the, the the large gathering places where factions intermingle like he sort of described so i i think it's actually kind of cool that you actually found one of the more uh the, not, he was he's not by nature reclusive but just by circumstances happened to be sort of backed into a corner um right. you found uh, one more than one I mean, rare knights to find which is kind of cool
3: on that point it really reinforces i'm <laughs> fortunate that the team is approaching from the one direction it shouldn't. But like it really really enforces just how much um getting to the set marketplace and getting into like you said, these junctures of various factions that are within the dungeon, within the traffic mm-hmm. of the dungeon, is important because like even even outside of that, what occurs to me immediately in meeting a guy like this is like it's good, obviously, when we're Dungeoneering that we're not staying so long that random encounters are killing us. But it also is true that our like engagement with the dungeon is so finite that our sense of it as a living organism where other things traverse it is very limited, right? Like Plum Thorns Gang being an obvious one. But things like this, like things that would be moving around and trafficking and doing business and going through even the main entrance hall, right? regularly are hard for us to perceive because we are just like in and out, you know, and surviving, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's a very, that's a very uh, fun um, uh, discovery. Go ahead.
2: Think about this, man. We've never actually run into like a merchant caravan, just wandering through the dungeon or anything like no. that. Probably because we've never been in any of those locations where they would actually be able to travel. We've been to Garelad's mm-hmm. level, which he seems to have completely fucking locked down because he's a psycho. And then really the debouchemont like level, feels like it's almost like the surface scab right like it's just even though Garelad's higher you know i get it but it's just like um like plum thorns gang did not feel like shakers and movers and in av they felt like the guys who were just hanging on by their fingernails kind of thing you know um so yeah it'll be cool to go down to those areas that this is their your
0: your first info dump which should give you it it, it kind of gave you like the knowledge that there there are well established paths that support the larger economy of Ardenvul with its connections to the outer world, right? And that these are these are known and well established. It's just for either circumstances of where you've been adventuring or questions that you have not asked. That's that's another part of it too. Like you just never bothered to ask Chronos. Right? <laughs> if we you could, know. yeah, if we could use this with, uh, or, or just how, how to get to set, yeah. Well, well, yeah, just exactly like how, how you know, do you know anything about the form of set, Chronos, uh, and how we get there? Could have been as simple as that, you know what I mean? Um, uh, well,
3: here we are, <laughs> hindsight, yeah, <laughs> but that's true. Yeah, it's it's I hindsight, mean, I'm, I'm of course. I'm realizing. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I, I'm not saying you guys made a misstep. I'm just saying that uh, circumstances just and it, it's interesting because I didn't anticipate it. It's it's very fun to me to kind of see that like, that after all this time, 53 sessions. Uh, you're getting your first intimation of that. You know what I mean? It's kind of, kind of mind boggling, you know? Well, if you think about it, it, like,
1: like when we when we first started, we went and maybe this is just like the nature of our group and the energy that we put into it. We tried really really hard not to go the the well trodden path, right? Yes. Like we tried everything that we could, every little secret thing, and eventually we kind of gave up and went down the. <laughs> right? We kind of went down the main the main uh, the main path there. But even so, like I think it's just like the psychology of our group is we. Love the secret stuff. If there's like, if there's a, a well-worn path and the dusty path, we want to go down that dusty path. We'll poke, you know, we'll poke things. We'll pull levers and end up, you know, you know, Mike, you pulled a plunger. David, you jumped in the fire. I mean, we ended up in these, you know, very, you know, weird and secret places by the psychology of our group. That's yep. just like what we like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yep. yep. All um, right, up. I brought this up uh, when one of our breaks too, that, um, it, it, uh, broke my heart in the, uh, the, was it? No, I guess it was a couple sessions ago, but last time we were with a team where you were in the great hall and you were deciding where to go when the ship hit the fan with the beast men and the gargoyles and you didn't go through those double doors um you know it's just i said it i said i'm gonna run through the double doors
2: i'm gonna run through the double doors (laughs) yeah yeah i was like
0: oh it's like they were so close
2: it's too (laughs) big of a i know
3: yeah no it's funny and i was um,
2: saying during that break too that i i I had a i had a strong feeling about those double doors but then ted was like shelter in here and ran down the other thing and didn't want to split the party
3: again no, it's yeah. a natural thing, and I, I think I think to like go back to what John and Matt were both saying too about like the sequence in which we engage with stuff. You know, the 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 beautiful and all the cha- also the challenging thing of a really really detailed space like this is that like our focal point will tend to be based upon most recent information, right? And like immediate goals, and we will tend to follow those. And it's hard to take a step back just with the organization of that information and go, oh, right, we never asked about set, right? Like, which seems obvious on the outside looking in, but with all of the other action occurring in front of us, it's a challenge to remember those things, right? Yeah. Like, and that's and that's that's a good thing, right? Because it keeps things dynamic and interesting and it makes every sort of party's approach you know, their own. Uh, well, as, uh, as
0: I've kind of tried know. to reinforce with you guys, and, and as you guys have been picking up on, uh, information is power in this, in this adventure, right? Big time. Um, I think mm-hmm. this is a, like one of the definitely highlight episodes where you can see very tangible effects of that, like very mm-hmm. tangible, mm-hmm. like not only with Sir Simonet but also with the goblins, the fact that you were now in a very rare circumstances in, the, in, recent, in recent memory of, this, of Delve 3, um, aware of where you are, right? You, Mm -hmm. you, you now have made a link up, which is, uh, which we know that that's very satisfying when that happens. Um, and I think it speaks to, um, uh, you know, OSR play style in general, which is all about like asking questions, right? Always Mm -hmm. ask questions. Um, uh, it should be in the forefront of your mind at all times. Like, so if you, if you kind of, I guess as advice, I guess in general for you guys is sort of if you're in a bind and you don't know what to do, you should always be trying to search out more information from somebody, right? Like always be asking questions.
3: You know? which, which, yeah, not and not to contradict that, right? Though so I guess I am.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I
3: agree. I agree, but because we're doing the detox, why not? Right? This is this is some of the friction though that that is that is embedded in just us recording our sessions, right? Which is in the early game we were aware that like spending too much time on information gathering we weren't getting into the action and that was a concern that we all voiced as players being like well wow, we kind of want to do something we want to get in the dungeon get in the dungeon which is precisely why we're not asking about set right because we're getting impatient with ourselves and i think the the degree in which like being conscious of right like our relationship with 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 like an audience is part of that right which is which is fine right good
2: Uh, I will say that I am impatient with an audience or without an audience. Like, (laughs) like I I loved John's Charlton Heston, like weird demon night guy. That was great. And I was just like, let's get the fuck going. Cause I'm, like, that's, <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for.
3: <laughs> no, no. And I, when, when I mentioned it, I don't even mention it in the sense of like, uh, it's substantially changing our, our behavior. Obviously we're playing as, as uh, we normally would. We have the same personalities. like Mike said. Certainly I am similar to Mike in that degree, but it's, but it's, I think it's a valid thing to acknowledge, right? Which is like information is power, but there's so much information that you could legitimately look for information forever in mm-hmm. a space like this right, right. well and, and t- until you've concluded and until you've run out of things you could ask but asking opens up more questions right so there is there there is a balance there i think right uh, yeah. that's hard that's that's just a challenge that's all i'm saying It's a challenge yeah
1: well and I, I like hearing you say the word balance because that's one of the things that i love about playing with you guys is yeah we do have like like these these stretching things because hell you put me with Charlton Heston. I'll just hang. Not the, uh, me personally. I'm a fan, but I would hang out and talk with that guy and get as much as I could and just shoot the shit with him. Yeah, for way longer than you guys would have the patience for. Yeah. But you'll get you you'll get more information, and then you guys pulling will get us out of there before I just hang out and chat with this guy forever.
0: I think, I, I, there's a balance too. Like you said, I I, I think it's obviously I, I would get bored too with if you just sort of milked every possible last thing from any possible NPC, oh. like asking about every faction possible. Um, but I, I think there, first of all, if you don't ask questions, you will all die. Right. Yes. If you, if you walk into a place <laughs> yes. with no, we've seen this, we've seen this in the lost chambers oh. of Arden places that you had no knowledge of that. It's, it's a death trap, right? If you walk in there just blind, like, yeah, it's fun to go exploring and stuff like that. But, If you don't have any, I don't know, you know what I mean, but then on the other side of things, I think that you you probably want to focus the questions you have on your immediate goals in mind, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have like Sir Simon is obviously like a wealth of information. You are probably psychologically, maybe unconsciously, relieved the fact that there is a limitation to what he would tell you, right? Like you had you to, to give to him more. You're probably like, Oh, yeah. sweet, good, all right. So we don't have to I won't feel bad if we don't ask him every question because he's not gonna answer every question, right? <laughs> you know? Well
3: and this and this circles back to exactly what I was saying before. Like I'm not advocating we don't invest. I love investigating information but like when i said before when we were talking about like every group when when i said every group is going to have its own path part of that is because in a space like a world design of this nature there's a finite amount that we can track in our heads or that we can have patience for right and there is a point like i said when which you're going to follow the action in front of you which is just what you confirmed john so the information we are going to ask about is going to be germane to the to the the most actionable idea that we have in our mind whether that be survival motivated or adventure motivated which means like we, we're we going to have blinders we have to because if we don't we will be paralyzed by that yes, right totally but it means that we're always going to miss shit even if we're smarter we should know better right like which is which is not a bad thing it's a fun thing right because it leaves more to discover and and failure even if it's informational failure makes it more interesting forgetting stuff makes it more interesting right yeah. um it- yeah I was just going
1: to say, like, it, th- thinking back to our early interactions with Kronos, the things that we were talking with him about were the things that we were desperately interested in right then. We wanted to screw with the Plumthorns. We wanted, like, that's what was mm-hmm. on our mind. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to know, yeah. how are you guys interacting? What what's the relationship there? How can we bypass this? How can we screw those guys? You know, we knew about set but that wasn't what we were interested in. That Absolutely. wasn't what we were planning I, I to totally go do. do not,
0: I do right. not like fault you for yeah. not asking about yeah. it. It's like I said, it's completely in retrospect that there may have been an option. Right.
3: Um, but, uh, but. Nor did, nor did we know. take it as criticism, but, but Plumthor is a perfect example because it is the, the antagonist of the moment. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and if, if, if access to the dungeon, if we, if we failed to find the alternative entryways, right. Cause we died a couple times and we lost Oswick and we, we lost Farger. And didn't we didn't only lose them? We lost them in such a severe fashion, right? This the, the scale of those enemies seemed so beyond us that we went, oh shit, maybe we should use the main interest. <laughs> and then the middle of the main entrance, we found a faction that was antagonized, and we went, oh fuck, right? Like, but we but they're not killing us immediately, right? So we we can try to then scheme against them, which is what we start doing. Right. Like, and I mean, me and Mike, maybe more than everyone else are like, fuck these guys. (laughs) But but like, that's that that is the that's the villain of the moment. Right. Like uh, uh, and even if they're not bad guys. Right. Because we don't understand the factions yet. They are our roadblock in a way that like becomes compelling. Right. Like you said, frames how we engage.
2: I I just Um, want to say like one thing that makes it a little bit more realistic is that, um, John, you posted the adventurers map on the discord this week. And it really highlights how little time has gone by. And we've talked about this in previous discussions. But, you know, the thing is, we've really only interacted with Kronos like three or four times. And at no point was the market upset like in our top five. And there's a paranoia of asking questions, revealing our own information, right? Like uh, um, David has instilled that kind of paranoia in us all about not talking to people about stuff that we have. We really had no reason not to give Simonette um, more information about proboscis, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, (laughs) love, love,
0: love this. If you have, do you have, oh, yeah, you know about the chamber. About
2: the vault, right? So I, I was all for telling him about the vault in return for getting him to maybe escort us through some of these trials and tribulations that would get us back out of the dungeon right david's like no way whatever's in the vault is more valuable than anything he could possibly give us and you're probably right i'm most certainly you can't spend wealth if you're dead and when it comes down to it like if i mike were in a deep dark hole in the ground and some like seven foot tall guy in black armor is like tell me what you know about probiscus and I'll let you out. I'd be like, hell yeah. He's five foot four. He's got a room right over there. There's like a vault. There's like a, a chessboard. You can go and you know, go find have fun with that.
3: But I Mike, to your point, you could have lied to the guy and you didn't. He asked for information that he didn't know the answer to. We all could have deceived the guy and seen if he believed us. But that would be so risking the relationship that you didn't want to do. The point yeah. I think you're right about the paranoia thing. And it's a it's a push pull like matt said we all have that different i'm always going to take that tax though because because we know near nothing about any of these factions well Who because did? you're an untrustworthy right. bastard right like if What's john that? had
2: played because you're an untrustworthy like that's not why, that's not <laughs> why. If, if john had played uh, lord simonette or whatever his name is and given him the same voice as roger
3: the Rapier. We would have killed him. No, no. It's not, it's not it's not about John's performance. It really is my I mean there's there's a larger conversation here, which is that I think Arden as a world space is an incredibly neutral to chaotic world space. We have net not because it is so about the, the, the competition of resource, right? That which is which is our first interaction is Kronos, who is withholding information and in deals with someone who is milking anyone who goes in. That does not make him... A good or bad person any more than us. We talked about this right. on our private Discord. But it means everyone has got a game. Yes. And everyone is withholding information and that is telegraphed to us from day one. Yes, everyone we has go around an agenda like a bunch that, of rubes, giving yes. every bit of information we have as if we're playing a five E campaign where everyone's a golden knight giving us quests. We're fucking ourselves. Man, that is and a nugget like, of and, truth and the right there. Like,
0: everyone out there that, pay attention to what David just said. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm saying.
3: And, and to frame it, I love you, Mike, but to frame that as paranoia, in my opinion, is a really poor like framework and this has been i love you guys but a huge friction when i'm arguing against the group who is treating people we meet as a default trust source and that happens a lot we meet someone we're excited about them john does a really compelling performance and then we're like gotta be a good guy and i'm like well i mean not necessarily and that's not because i'm trying to n- not make us like them it's because i'm like we can't assume good is the is the neutral point we have to assume neutral is the neutral point and most fantasy adventures assume good is the is the, is the neutral point and and like that's the key that I've like tried to ingrain over and over again. But when I advocate that neutral is the thing, y'all are saying I'm advocating evil, and that's not what I'm doing. I'm saying neutral, <laughs> neutral, neutral, neutral. All it Don't, is neutral just... is not trust. Right?
0: Yeah, everyone no, has don't. an agenda basically is what it is. That's it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know what a good a good analogy that I just kind of thought about is I don't know if you guys watch Survivor. Um, but uh, S- Survivor watched, is very much in the similar vein where it's it actually is like an, it's an amazing show because of the the, the, the kind of um, microcosm of, of humanity as a whole is concentrated in that show and but the whole idea that everyone has an agenda. Yes. Um, everyone knows what the end goal is, the same as Arden Vool get rich. Right. And, um, and increase your power, that sort of thing. Yeah. But but uh, to to sort of reinforce what you might want to start looking at, though, is that eventually you have to place your trust eventually. Right. You you, uh, you, you know what I mean? It, with the knowledge that you're all working towards, eventually you're going to have to disband and move for and move toward your own agenda. But there are certain points along that path where you have to make these alliances of convenience so that this you can key. you can both you can mm-hmm. both move forward. I, I think you can take one, that yeah. lesson and move in and apply that to Arden Bull. I think in a very successful manner if you do. It totally right. agree. And Matt,
3: right before you go, I want to say one thing because I want to emphasize: trust is an interesting word here, right? Because like what we're what we're discussing is not faith or trust. What we're ta- discussing is allegiance, right? So when you when you're saying we've, at some point you have to place that trust, what I would say is at some point you have to make an allegiance. You cannot be an independent contractor forever. In the game of Survivor, to use that analogy, right, there's only so long that anyone can go without being part of an alliance. And those alliances are all both externally and internally antagonistic and people don't like each other within them but they understand that their survival is predicated upon them. (laughs) At no point is that about trust because the way we think about trust is about meeting someone who has a moral position. I don't think anyone in the the world of Art of Vole has a moral position. And Or an immoral position, right, as the beastmen, who we assume immediately are enemies, are not necessarily. It's about the information we have and the way that we traffic with with the people that, that give it to us. And so, yes, when we're talking about, like, maybe we'll have an allegiance with the goblins, it's not because the goblins are good. It's because, like, where we are at this point makes them the safest, maybe not safest, but one of the safer allegiances. And once we do that, we've committed down a path that frames us with them, that may focus over in a lot of ways, but it has less to do with like the objectivity of the characters. Around which you
0: should life. be proud of too is that that yeah. that that potential with the goblins you forged, which yeah. is really cool that you guys
1: did that. You know,
2: yeah. Matt goes. So oh, go ahead, Matt. What what I was
1: going to say on the on the question of trust because it's interesting that you um, frame it in a in a moral context okay. because um, the way that. I've been looking at this is um, very much not that because I understand everybody here's a scumbag. Everybody mm-hmm. here is in it for the money, um, more to a more or less degree. Some people are in it for power, but the the place where trust is still a goal mm-hmm. is when you trust somebody in as far as you know their motivations and yes. you know what they yeah, want. Hundred percent, right? Yeah. And the way that you can form these alliance and feel, you know, trustful in an alliance is when you think that I can – that you can really trust what this person wants, right? Like the – and the way I always try to think about it is like, okay, these factions, like what do the goblins Mm -hmm. want? The goblins are fecund. They want to expand and find new places to be, yes. right? What does Gerolad's faction want to do? He wants to protect, right? He wants to hold on to what he has and protect and keep everything out. So as long as with these new factions, as long as you can know what they want, mm-hmm. that's the degree to which you can trust them. Yep. And leverage. It's yeah. leverage you have.
3: So what I would say then is well, like,
2: wait, so perfect, then perfect example, yeah, go my, real yeah. Quick, where the survivor thing yeah. breaks down and the survivor thing that you guys are talking about, everybody has one goal and it, and no matter how tight your alliance is, eventually you're going to have to splinter because you all have to be the winner. It's, it's a, so the game same as Arden right? Arden it's Gerlad or it's the goblins. The goblins are probably playing like survivor where they want to be the only power in Arden I think everyone wants that be, though is the thing. No, but Garlad doesn't seem to want to be the power that we know of, according to his like way of doing things, right? I mean, the thing is that's interesting is that Ardenville's history goes back what eight, nine hundred years in its current status, right? Uh, even further, and no, yeah. and, and no one faction has managed to dominate the entire place, which seems to tell me that somebody or the majority of them that are out there conquest of the all thing is not their overwhelming goal.
3: Good. Here's what I'll say. Because I, I know what you mean, yes. But we have more information than we're, than we're in here. So a few, a few thoughts, right? I agree with Matt, which is, I'll try to be very quick. I agree with Matt, right? Trust is predicated on, on what people want. The Goblin's desire, as far as we know it, having still, this is the thing, we still haven't talked to the leader, which is the case with all of these things. So when you say I'm overly paranoid, what I'm, what I'm saying is like, we haven't actually gotten all the information and we can act on what information we have, but it isn't certainty, right? So using today's example, we meet this guy. He, we know what he wants vaguely. We don't know why he wants it, and he doesn't want it for himself. He wants it for someone called the Master, of whom we know nothing about. <laughs> to be clear, it sounds oh, incredibly honest. Oh, What's that?
0: He, he was very clear to say, for me and for the Master. Just, just yes, so we yes,
3: yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. But that's so, so. Like that's great. We now can trust that he has something that's valuable to him, but we cannot trust that the action he wants to take upon that item is going to help us or hurt us. What we mm-hmm. do know is that what we have is incredibly rarefied within the space. And what we also know, right, to tie it into Geralad and uh, Lady Alexia, is that the cult of Arden, where we just were, which is, again, I'm, maybe I'm biased, but probably the single most valuable area we could be in in this entire dungeon so far, was a source point That the literal regent of town wanted and was employing multiple people, including Isocrates and Geralt, to try to ferret out for her. And this other guy is vaguely related to these sorts of phenomena. And we know there are alien ships down there. So when we talk about a single unified goal, what we're really talking about is power, right? And the goblins may not be aware of it in the way that like Alexia is, but everyone is diving towards the esoteric power that is at this quote unquote heart of Ardenvul. And we know having literally transported ourselves to an aspect of that heart, that it might also be adjacent to an alien technology that isn't that vague anymore. In other words, like when we ask about what factions want, the cult of Sets probably right there with them. Right. And in fact, it's at the top of the long stair, which isn't, isn't quite far from that, that area. So like, Holding on to that, like, like the Cult of Arden level and, 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 uh, uh, uh you know, uh, Kamino cheese, whatever the wizard guy's name is. Those, in in terms of what we discovered so far, and Isocrates's library prior to that are, because we know information is king, and we know there's more to to so this, that meets the eye, all the surface level factional conflict is like frivolous to us, right? It's it's meaningless at this point because we know there's something more. And we, literally, our group, as far as we know, with the exception of like the C Team sword holder that, that Ren got, may be one of the few people who've gotten anywhere near these places because all the passages were basically untread, which means, and never mind the other alien ship behind the other Hall of Heroes that we were the only ones open, which means we hold some of the most valuable information of any of the major factions in this world. And and that makes us both incredibly endangered and incredibly powerful to them. So if we go around talking off on it, we're dead. <laughs> right? like, well, this is why I was I'm like, never I cannot...
2: advocating, I'm never advocating telling people I, about the spaceship. Stuff, no but like.
3: that's what I'm That's what I'm kidding at, Right. That's why, like, for instance, when we came first out of the Garelet scenario and we had all these retainers with us, I was like fixated on the end. I was like, we can't let these out of our, we have to figure out a way to keep them with us because if they go to Alexia, they go to the five fingers or whoever the fuck they go to. At that point it was Dalton. They have something that is more important than any other thing we're going to see in the dungeon. Just mm-hmm. as a meta conversation, probably, I don't know. For certain but david speculating probably more valuable than what we will see in the next 20 sessions of the game at that time yeah right? the darling's
0: like, the darlings yeah. getting wasted probably was a good yes. thing for you guys in the yes. end <laughs>
3: no it was <laughs> the best no. thing to get that could mean, happen, that, right?
0: that
1: was that was the whole reason yeah. why we set that up
0: oh is that right, right? exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> I, incredible planning that's that long game uh, sort of shit right no here. no <laughs> i mean just
1: uh, like i remember yes, very so specifically when we were set was setting that up that the reason why we wanted to attack and then give that place to Dalton's gang was so to tie down. them oh, down and lock um, them down very true. something that, literally that, would, that would destroy them because they would just be, you know, intent on holding this space. Well, we could do whatever we want.
3: Right. I think that was your pitch,
1: Matt, and it was brilliant, right? It was my, brilliant. The, and then the, the fact that they died, uh, you know, but – even even in that, like, that's why we talked Yoast into coming with us, because mm-hmm. Yost is the best mm-hmm. of us and the best of everyone. And you wanted to separate
2: <laughs> Yoast
3: from Heliogabalus, too. That yeah. was a big part of it. Well, so that was right? the mm-hmm. other big one, man. That was huge. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's like, it's none of this is like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just all very interesting dynamics at play, and we're all sort of triangulating as best we can, but none, none of it really relates to trust or suspicion per se, in the sense that it is used in common parlance versus, like, how we're using it in the game, as how we've clarified now, right? Like, that's why I meant the moral thing earlier is like when we think about trust and we think about like alignment, you know, conversation and d d it's too simple for for the social dynamics of a game like Ardenville and OSR. They're just, they're completely different games at play. They literally are could not be more different experiences, right? Like, because because then then it's, I don't know, that's that's it. Yeah. yeah one thing more. i wanted to bring up that was
2: no like mic. not an, on this topic at all yeah. is that it feels very difficult to try and switch to a different team in the middle of a session
3: it's tough. yeah, yeah. It, has
2: been,
0: <laughs> it has been tough um, um there's not much so we'd so we we love
2: that everybody we're
1: playing we love it <laughs> and we really get into true. where we are it, it's, know, it's, I, I like
0: it because you're seeing all the different things but um it, it's definitely going to slow down progress as far as mechanical progress but in the end like it's just it's enjoyable to sort of uh, see these different three different viewpoints and to the point of fact it's like you have a very you have very real evidence that you may be closer to reuniting than you think right uh, so you can you can make that, that a priority huge. right yeah. you you know you can you you can shift your you know like that's the priority like you now have a path you're fairly certain of and you could um you could definitely uh rejoin a and b is a real possibility if you if yeah. you if you really think you know if you plan plan uh smartly you know well i mean it, it, it's it reminds funny, me like of, even
2: go ahead mike uh, i was just gonna say it reminds me of a novel where you have like three different povs going on and you're switching and as soon as the chapter switches you're like no and then, <laughs> yeah, chapter, yeah. you're like, yeah. then it switches again you're like no yeah george r. <laughs> r
0: martin's the master of that right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 no it's. i'm um, just
1: I'm just excited because like, you know, on our own, like just in our own planning and what we kind of want our scheming and stuff for B team, it is kind of like pointing us towards the goblins and this area where this is even a possibility. Like that's one of the things that's very much on our, uh, you know, on our uh, likely plan With chasing down Cod's I'm
0: wallop. Very looking forward to seeing how B team, what B
1: team does next uh, session.
3: I'm
2: very worried. <laughs> i, it. Know, so I didn't to go so, doing that again. I have some <laughs> sinister ideas myself
3: for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm terrified we're going to lose everything in that stash. I'll say it yeah. again yeah. on the record. Well, I'm uh, very, very
2: worried about it because Brother Lothar
3: is by far and away my best
2: character that I have currently. <laughs> I don't, I don't want him to get eviscerated by the dragon or the mercenaries or anyone else. If for like, nothing
3: else, yeah. Yep, Why yep. isn't
2: the assassin with the group of people that need to be murdered like in their sleep? <laughs> that would be absolutely perfect. I could go into their camp with a cloak and just mm, kill everybody. Actually, no, awesome. to, to, to,
3: go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I just to put this out because again, I, I'm a real stickler. I, I've said it before, I think I'm more worried about the stash in the end than the stash that uh, uh a is going after. And just, just to because I can't help myself, you know what reinforces that? We just met an entirely new faction that wants the information that's in a book that's in that room that proves that that book's more interesting and valuable as a relational tool than almost any gold we're going to pick up and that's one of like 20 books we got what if every one of those books is useful for a different faction in this well, dungeon
0: absolutely. i can i can tell you right now i, can, yeah. I don't think i'm spoiling anything <laughs> that, that is the case <laughs>
3: Yes, I know. There is someone in those halls who
0: wants those books. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
3: That that library that we stumbled into and somehow like assholes made our way out. Who knows how it (laughs) baffles me. Gave us. I, I. still to this. I mean, again, I'm biased, but I think those resources are like the most precious things we have. Yeah. And I, I, would I do not I would do, disagree I would with you. Kill a million you. characters yeah. of my own just to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. I don't yeah. disagree at all. Yeah. And
1: all. All these last few weeks, what I've been thinking about is yeah. how can we make sure on that. On that B team, that we don't lose everything by running around and trying to protect everything right exactly. let's right. we got to protect what we have and i you know i think we have some plans that can do that yeah. Um, yeah. and then we try to it, secure
2: a little bit more right mm-hmm. about yeah. everything in that in that chest in the in could fit in laurel's clap cl- or laurel's uh, sack almost everything yeah and and come with us so if we're really that worried about it being, you know, lost, what we just need to do is commit to someone carrying Laurel sack with two hands, My. throwing all those books and all the jewels and all the rest of that stuff in there. My. And, and you just, What?
1: Read the Discord. Read the plan that's on the Discord. Plans are
3: that's what all you want to Discord? do. I was
2: extremely busy today.
3: Mike didn't yeah. take yeah. Common when he rolled... A, rolled uh, you know. Mike, Mike was busy today and had life.
2: You know what, Mike?
3: Uh,
1: you know what? Uh, you're know what? you you're inspiring to me. You're brilliant. These are brilliant ideas. Yeah. And, and I, I'm going to If anyone had thought about it before... Ooh. I'm going to
3: write that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I love this. Let's, let's all bully Mike now. Because yeah, I'm like, we'll, <laughs> bring it on. I'm, I'm going
0: I'm to leave us there with bullying.
2: There Mike we go.